in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. Amen. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You know, Father, that's a prayer that we recommend for those who haven't thrown their homes or are considering to start that prayer in the morning, the daily offering with your family. Absolutely. It's such a beautiful prayer, and it's one that many of us learned when we were young, when we were little, a powerful way to begin the prayer, uniting ourselves to the Holy Mass. And that's one of the things we do here at the Sacred Heart Hour is we ask you to unite your presence and prayers at the daily Mass you attend today to the idea of uh, reparation for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That's the whole reason why we're here on the first Friday of the month is uniting ourselves to the Holy Mass, whether we're able to attend Mass or not. You know, you know for the mothers who are maybe driving their children to school, when you have children in the car, it's a perfect opportunity to say, did you say your morning offering and to say that morning offering in the car? And I hate to tell you, turn off the radio. (laughs) Unless, of course, it's our beautiful voices. (laughs) Maybe just to say the morning offering together. But I found as a mother that and now with my grandchildren, that is precious time in the car. Yeah, it's perfect time. For God. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have as many influences competing uh-huh. for time and attention. Not as many anyway. Uh, but you know, as we enter into this month of October, we have so very many different things to share with you. Uh, so many different things coming up, on not only on feast days, but also opportunities that are now presented before us in preparation for a rather large event that takes place next oh, month, November. Oh, it's exciting, Father. Chuck, you want to take that ball and run with it? You know, I will. But before, Father, just want to talk to the, our new listeners that maybe you're saying, what is this Sacred Heart? Why do we have a program? And the Sacred Heart Hour is to really promote the enthronement and devotion to the Sacred Heart that was requested directly from Jesus himself. And we're going to talk a little bit about St. Margaret Mary because this is her feast month. But in 1673, 1675, uh, Jesus said to her to spread this, that he would bless each home where a picture of the Sacred Heart is exposed and honored. And this is on First Friday. This is what this is about, is to help all families today. Uh, And you're going to hear a little bit more about the 12 promises uh, that Jesus uh, gave to St. Margaret Mary that are now being spread throughout the world. And they are awesome. So today, um, we're at St. Gabriel Radio, and you can call in at 614-459-4820 to go ahead and register to have your home enthroned by missionaries, and that is a very simple process. The missionaries, right, Joanne, bring everything. Absolutely. Yeah. You just have to open your door and welcome him in. Takes an hour for the preparation, and then we come back uh, a week later and it takes an hour for or the enthronement. But we witness your enthronement. You enthrone your home to Jesus as he requested. If you can't call in today, certainly go on to sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org. And the excitement is we not only recommend it for homes, but businesses, parishes, schools, and organizations. And, Father, I think it's close to— What about the newsletter, Chuck? And we're going to talk about the newsletter. What about that, Joanne? What about that? Well, it's a wonderful opportunity because the Sacred Heart is exposed and honor. It's two-part. 
It's not just about hanging a picture on the wall. It's true. It's a new beginning. It's a brand new, fresh start in many ways for many households, not just families, but also for individuals. And you can go on sacredheartcolumbus.org and just sign up for the newsletter. It comes out the first of every month. And Father, talking about the newsletter, let's go right into uh, the article that you are promoting this this month, and that's on the rosary. Right. The uh, month of October is dedicated to the Holy Rosary, and we have many opportunities, not only uh, as the Church Universal and the Church as a diocese, but also oftentimes in many parishes, there's many opportunities to make use of the Holy Rosary. And of course, we're encouraging all of our listeners to set aside uh, some time every day, especially in the month of October, to meditate upon the life of our Lord Jesus Christ through the perspective of His Mother, Our Lady. And one of the more beautiful ways to do that is by praying the Holy Rosary. Of course, the Rosary is divided up into different what we call mysteries. But if you sometimes people can get intimidated by the language or the lingo that we use, but really the mysteries are chapters of our Lord's life. They're chapters of uh, salvation history. And we begin all the way in the joyful mysteries, we progress, uh, you know, chronologically anyway, into then the mysteries of light, the luminous mysteries, and then the sorrowful mysteries, and then the glorious. So what are you doing? You're actually going from the joyful chapters of Jesus's life into the luminous chapters of Jesus's life, into the sorrowful chapters, and then the glorious chapters. So we've got these four categories, you know, if you will, or four sets of chapters as we usually call them, the mysteries of our Lord's life. It gives us an opportunity to highlight, you know, as Catholic Christians, as Christians in general, we, we cling on to the mystery of God. And that's one of the reasons why we highlight these chapters of our Lord's life in the rosary as mysteries. Well, what is a mystery? Unfortunately, a lot of us think a mystery is something you can't know anything about. But that's not the definition of a mystery. A mystery is that which you can't know everything about. Mm, we can say God is a mystery, but we know some mm. things about God. Mm. You know, I'm every first Friday of the month, I get to sit with Chuck and Joanne here in the office. <laughs> you know, at St. Gabriel Radio, and we're kind live. Of a mystery, and, isn't it? You know, well, <laughs> there's many mysteries about our time here, but you know, we all know something about each other. But it's really beautiful when you get to sit and get to know and get to love a couple who are married. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long they've been married, but they live the mystery of holy matrimony. They know some things about each other, but there's still that unknown, which when illuminated by God and his love, the unknown is exciting. And that sometimes is, you that need... is true. Father, what you just said, there's still surprises every day after 48 years. I'm you know saying. this is live. Ooh. This is definitely a live program. Live and unfiltered. But yes. it's all good, Father. It's all good. Waiting for the federal government to clamp down on this hour of the Sacred Heart. Yeah. Now, Father, I have a question. Because in the pertains also to myself. So many times my rosary just seems so dry and and I'm distracted. Sure. And yeah. so I've had people say to me and I've even said to myself, give it up. Mm. You know, this is not this is not what it's supposed to be. A sure. real entering into the mysteries of our Lord, a real pious holy time. Sometimes I'm thinking about what's for dinner. Sure. And so do I, what, how do you help people like me? And I know like <laughs> you out there, there, you're out there. What, what do you say to people? Well, it's a great question. Uh, one of the things is I always tell people don't give up, but change yeah. it up. 
Mm. Don't give it up, but change it up. You know, maybe we get used to praying the rosary while sitting on the couch in the living room every morning. It's what we do. And then we've been doing it for a couple of years or many years, and all of a sudden it's dry. And it's like, well, then move. Go to a different room or take your rosary and go on basically a meditative walk in the neighborhood. Now, how do you, how do you change that in your mind? Well, that's a that's another great point. One of the things is uh, I always encourage people, you know, sometimes we get so used to our rhythm, our daily rhythm or our rhythm of prayer that we have to change that up. And that's where we have so many different uh, meditations on the rosary. And I always encourage people to take a break from the normal routine of meditating or praying the rosary as you have it. And why don't you look up a little aid or a little booklet that has a little meditation, not a huge one necessarily. And there are many. Oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. there are so many. And you can find them online. You can find them in print. Uh, you can find old ones and new ones. You can find ones written by the saints, by the, the popes. Mm-hmm. You can find ones written by people who are, could be our next-door neighbors. Change it up with some of the meditations, you know. And one of the things that uh, I know when I entered seminary back in, uh, well, a while ago, <laughs> <laughs> we would pray the rosary as uh, a community, and sometimes we pray the rosary in our seminary rooms. You know, groups of seminaries would get together, and you just have the habit of naming the mystery, Our Father, Ten Hail Marys, Glory Be, Fatima Prayer, naming the next mystery, Our Father, Ten Hail Marys, Glory Be, Fatima Prayer. And there was a certain beauty to that. There was a rhythm. There was a cadence to it. But now I find myself, you know, uh, ministering in a parish and uh, serving in the diocese. And a lot of times my rosary is prayed while in the car, you know? And what I'll do is I will purposely and intentionally really hold myself to a discipline of announcing the mystery and actually stopping, giving myself an actual moment to prepare myself for the meditation. In my head, I'm a very visual person, as most guys are, you know? And I li- but I like to actually uh, have a visual in my mind of what is taking place in the mystery, Who's standing where? Hmm. What are they getting ready to do? What have they just done? Who's saying what? Who's listening? Hmm. And why is this a chapter, a mystery of our Lord's life that the church has given to me to shape my soul? Just just that little change, you know. What about an app on, uh, you know, phone? I'm, yeah. We used to have Of which tapes, there are many. Yep. But um, are there many? Oh, yeah. And some of them are even free. I have one that I sometimes I'll listen to if it's been a long, stressful day or I know it's going to be a long, stressful day. I'll get on the treadmill, just turn on the app and let the words basically carry me uh, and announce the mystery. And sometimes I even find myself stopping that just to actually think about the mystery that we're praying. Now, talking about the rosary, let's talk about the Congress coming up because... Oh. We start with the rosary. Yes, we do. And uh, that's going to be November 16th at St. Michael Church in Worthington. Like last year. Like Like last last year. year. And um, it's the same format. Starts Mm -hmm. at 730, and it's over with around 1215. But, Father, eight years ago, uh, you requested that this would be something that we should be doing every year. Sure. is having a Sacred Heart Congress. Yeah. Why is it important, and who should attend, and why should they should attend? Sure. Well, I mean, let's begin with, I'm not nearly important enough to make that kind of call. <laughs> so as a priest, I'm in sales, not management. <laughs> so that was something that I really thought the Holy Spirit was prompting us to do, because if we're encouraging the faithful to bring the Sacred Heart of Jesus into their homes, and if we're asking them to sit out and do a, a preparation period and the enthronement phase, and to then continue to live it, it's an opportunity then to have all of us come together basically as a family reunion, and to renew 
that zeal that we once had maybe eight years ago or 11 years ago or 30 years ago or 10 days ago, you know, to renew that zeal, to renew that openness. And of course, the Congress begins with the, the Holy Rosary. Uh, we have confessions offered throughout the Congress, Holy Mass this and year. A special guest this, this year, year. We have a very special guest. The, our bishop, Bishop Brennan, will be offering Holy Mass, which is a great gift. Um, we have Bill Messerly from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Emily Jaminette is serving as uh, MC. So a lot of names, a lot of voices that we're familiar with, you know, will be there. And everyone's going to be offering a different insight, a different perspective as to the power and the importance of our Lord's Sacred Heart in the life of the Church, in the life of our homes, in the life of our households, in the life of our souls. So it's really, it's a beautiful opportunity and event. Uh, St. Gabriel Radio carries the message of the Sacred Heart Congress throughout uh, Ohio. Reconciliation, Father? Yeah, that's actually been one of the more uh, popular draws, is the fact that confessions offered throughout, you know. It's very beautiful. And then there's the Adoration Chapel. Yes. But more, another... Uh, besides the beauty of the Mass and the sacraments, is the fellowship. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a little snack. Oh, is there some food? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't be a Catholic gathering yeah. without food. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking about the Bread of Life. We're actually talking about the Snacks in Marion Hall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we've, we've held it at different parishes. Yes. Yeah. And again, it's at St. Michael's in Worthington. And it's going to be a great, great year because... Not only we have great speakers, but to have the bishop. Now, that is special. And don't forget, Father will also be speaking. Father Stosh Daly will be speaking. You do a great job. Let's go go back to sales, not management. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a homecoming. Because that's where the three of us discussed the reality of beginning uh, this effort to glorify the Lord by bringing his heart Mm -hmm. into homes was in... St. Michael Parish boundaries there in Worthington, yes, where I was, was serving. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a homecoming. We were there last year and this year, and just a very beautiful, faith-filled parish. And we're so grateful mm-hmm. that with hospitality and generosity, they welcome over a thousand people <laughs> into and the parish. And the sisters there, yes, praying for us yeah. and attending and leading the rosary and leading the rosary. Now, how you register is go on sacredheartcolumbus.org. Go on sacredheartcolumbus.org. Register. It's $10 for the individual and $20 for the family. And we do recommend families, but we recommend individuals. We recommend if you've had your home and thrown. We recommend if you haven't had your home and thrown. And no one is turned away. And nobody is turned away. And there are scholarships. But go on and register now because it's going to be just a special, special time, November the 16th. And the reason we do it a half a day, you know, we're trying to help our listeners and our families today that this is a half-day retreat out of the whole year. I mean, it's not like we're holding this every month. Right. It's once a year for you to come and to enter in. It's a conference. It's a retreat. It's a congress. And what is a congress? People say, why do you say that we have a Congress versus a conference. Well, if you think of what a Congress is, it's a, it's a gathering of those who are representing, hmm. representing someone or something. Hmm. And so every single person who attends the Congress of the Sacred Heart is representing their lives, representing their homes, representing their households, representing their places of employment, their schools, representing their joys and their sorrows. They're bringing that all before the Lord. Their heart. They're bringing the totality of their Mm -hmm. heart before the Lord. But what's powerful and beautiful 
and also filled with a spirit of solidarity is you're not alone when you go there. I mean, there's this very vivid memory in my mind of every Congress, but especially of last year at St. Michael's, when we would sing the hymns to the Sacred Heart or Mm -hmm. even at the Mass, you had this army of people singing Mm -hmm. in unison. And there aren't people turning around saying, well, you're off key. I (laughs) know. We were all totally focused on the Lord. And just the the volume, the volume of the voices singing in unison, praising God, it was something very encouraging, something very encouraging and um, uplifting of the Spirit. And the talks, you know, somewhat can be, for some, consoling, for others, challenging in a good way, and still for others, enlivening. And, you know, as we are called to the new evangelization, as we are called to go out and spread the good news, also think about bringing a friend. Bring someone who maybe they're really not familiar with the Sacred Heart. Maybe they're hurting. Maybe they're in a place. Maybe they're not. Just invite someone. If everyone invited someone, wow. And, you know, if you're looking for additional posters or bulletin inserts, I've been all sent to your parishes by now. So you can go to the secretary and say, I'm not seeing it in the bulletin or promotion cards. Promotion cards and posters are here at St. Gabriel Radio. Feel free, like there is a stack waiting for Father Daly. Did yeah. you know that? Am I picking up, am I picking up something here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was you, very I, subtle. I, I saw your name on it. But anyway, just come by. It's always, they, they love to see you come by the radio station, say hello, but pick up the information so you can personally invite. You can uh, help your parish if they're missing a poster or something to to go ahead and uh, insert the the poster wherever it works within your parish and you or know, post it. I I don't know if you're like me. I think you probably are. There's so much negative out there today in our newspapers and in our not just the newspapers, just in our world. Just sometimes what the focus is. This is truly good news. This Absolutely. is the remedy. Absolutely. This is yep. our Lord telling us that he how much he loves us. And that he has the answer for when we come into homes, we're not there to counsel. We're not there to observe a home. Not there to criticize or criticize or even compliment. We are there for one reason. And that's because we have received many of the promises and we're excited and we want to share it. And we know one thing, Jesus does have the answer. So, Father, what is the connection, as this is the month of the rosary and the Sacred Heart? And I know we ask for all those that are enthroning their homes to either pray uh, the full rosary or pray a decade. Why, Why is it so important as people are preparing for their enthronement? Well, it's a great question. I mean, keep in mind, anytime someone prays the rosary with their heart and with their mind, not just, I'm not talking about the people who just do it to do it. Because that there's an unfortunate consequence. I'm talking about those who actually invest the, their heart. You know, they're trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beauty of the rosary is you enter into the life of Jesus. You enter into his presence. You enter into his life. And the thing is, once you start taking that step and that second step, uh, you're drawing closer and closer to his heart. So if someone's ready and willing or open, uh, even discerning, making the heart of Christ the center of their home— 
what better way to prepare for such an incredible step? What better way to prepare for such an incredible unfolding of glory than by meditating upon the significance of the life he lives for you? And like Paul VI said, to approach the mysteries of Christ, to approach Jesus through the eyes, through the heart of his mother, Mary. Mm. It also gives us a beautiful opportunity to highlight that, you know, here in Sacred Heart Columbus, when we encourage and uh, assist people with making the enthronement, the Holy Rosary is a part of it, as well as the uh, image of Our Lady of Fatima. And Fatima, Our Lady, mm-hmm. you know, she encountered the three shepherd children who were, quote unquote, praying their rosary for the day, but they weren't really praying the rosary. They were mm-hmm. saying it, you know, not praying it. And it's a powerful opportunity for us to consider, you know, when I enter into the rosary, am I saying it or am I praying it? And Our Lady taught them how to really pray the rosary. But while she was there, she also called them to do penance to live lives of prayer, live lives of union with Jesus. So here on the local level, here in you know, central Ohio, uh, from the north to the south, east to the west, and vice versa, you know, we first prepare the way of the Lord into our homes and into our hearts by asking for that grace from our Father to see Jesus as his mother sees him, so that we can welcome his heart as his mother would welcome his heart, and to meditate upon those different chapters or mysteries of the Lord's life in our own home. And really what you find is there's an incredible battleground within our attention span when we're praying the rosary in our home. And there really shouldn't be. You know, there really shouldn't be. (laughs) And the thing is, you know, we can all multitask. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you highlighted it early, Joanne, how we can enter into the rosary and then we kind of get hit with this onslaught of temptations. Oh, there's the laundry. Oh, there's the dishes. Oh, there's this. I forgot to put the broom away. acting up. Totally. Or, you know, in it the midst really of is all of almost that, predictable. It's real life, right? Yeah, it's real and life. And the rosary is meant for real life. Now, you know, not real life, fake. our experience when our children <laughs> were younger was <sighs> when we proclaim we're going to have a family rosary on Sunday. <laughs> all heck exploded. Everybody had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> the, it was. You could predict it. You could predict it. And you could predict uh, the issues going on, the stomach aches. I can't pray it. Lying homework. on the lying on the couch. <laughs> Suddenly, they had so much homework, and they just yeah. really wanted to do it. But we did persevere. We persevered, yeah. and what I noticed, Father, and I'm the convert, and I'm an engineer. What I noticed after we prayed it, mm-hmm. there was peace in our family. Absolutely, sure. Yeah. It, it, it was like the light switch went yep. off, and we were talking as a family. We were communicating as a family. Uh, but to get to that point, so what I'm recommending for those that have children today, particularly the younger ones, just persevere. Right. Set up a time on Sunday where you're going to make predictable, this. predictable, yeah. yeah. You're going to make this a priority. And you can also engage the little ones, asking them mm. for you what comes to mind when you hear these words. You highlight the mystery of the rosary, you know, the wedding feast at Cana. Okay, what do you think happened at the wedding feast at Cana? Hmm. Just to engage them. What do you think is going on? It's a powerful way to teach the little ones how to start to, in their head, visualize what's taking place in the mystery. Uh, you know, any, well, even for those of us who are adults. And it, it was also that. a time for healing. Yes. To say, is there something that, you know, as a family member, we need to apologize for, mm-hmm. ask forgiveness for? So it's a great introduction to the sacrament of reconciliation that sometimes we need to hear the words, I'm sorry. Yeah. And one of the things I experienced personally is 
The more challenges I have leading up to praying my rosary, the better it is. The more the rosary is needed. Yeah. Oh, and if yeah. I just persevere and get in there, yeah, the rosary is very fruitful, but it's like, no, I needed this. And what was trying to prevent me from spending this time in meditation? And Father, you know, oh, go what, ahead, Jack. What do you do when the family says, I can't pray the whole rosary, but I can pray a decade? I'll pray a decade. And then you pray the rest. And then you carry it And build it, it up. Yeah. And, but I also think that there, we have to have a certain sense of uh, victory. And it's like, well, we can't keep surrendering to yeah. the bare minimum. Yeah. We can, you know, it's like, okay, we've never done this before, so we'll pray a decade. But after a couple of weeks, we shouldn't still be at the decade. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need to. And there's that defeatist mentality. But we have to have a sense of victory in our souls. It's like, this is for the Lord. This is for our life. This is for our home. This is for peace. Everything's you know, at stake. And Father, I am finding, and it's been quite a while now, when I can't sleep, especially Divine Mercy, he, he wakes me up at 3 o'clock. I yeah. think I'm not going to look at the clock. It's not 3 o'clock. <laughs> it, uh, 3 o'clock or shortly thereafter. Certainly the Mercy Hour. Sure. But to, you know, for those of you out there that might struggle with sleep, even if something's on your mind or maybe you're just a restless sleeper, keep a rosary next to your bedside. Mm-hmm. Pray that rosary and, and, you know, it's a beautiful time. And oftentimes, you know, I'll fall back to sleep, a peaceful sleep. Yeah. And, I, and the Lord won't let me do it till I'm finished the rosary. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how he really knows who we are and where we are, what's well, on our mind. What's exactly. On our heart. It is the month of the oh. rosary. So our challenge is start now. Yeah. Start during this Absolutely. month. Yeah. And Father's going to get into a little bit more of coming up October 7th. Those are great uh, but, suggestions yeah, to Father. It's, it's just a great, but also go to the newsletter. If you're not receiving it, Father has written a great introduction uh, paragraph after paragraph to help us be Every formed. Every month now. But help us this month to be formed on the rosary. Mm-hmm. And I know, Father, we're coming to an end of this segment, but we all have to recognize what today is. It's true. There's a certain Franciscan to my left who, always peaceful and gentle, nevertheless is nudging quite firmly. (laughs) Today is not only the first Friday of the month of October, today is the fourth is also the feast day of Holy Father St. Francis of Assisi. Yes, we love him. We have our uh, secular Franciscan to my left here in the studio who's always quiet but very diligent at work, more like the wolf of Gubbio, (laughs) who's been tamed and pacified by Holy Father Francis. (laughs) You know, but such a beautiful example of holiness who he himself would oftentimes offer beautiful meditations on the sacred heart to his fellow friars and uh you want to if you want if you want to know what a place (laughs) the franciscans are in every story yes every story you know but a a true place of peace is assisi Mm. and it's because you find that there the people who really clung to the gospel they embrace the totality of the lord's life and the franciscans have carried that peace into the world uh, but it's a piece that's Christ-centered, and that's very important. You know, we also need to give a shout-out to the conventional Franciscan friars who take care of the Shrine of Our Lady of Consolation about an hour north of us, a place of incredible prayer and peace for so many people throughout Ohio and the Midwest, and the friars do an awesome job of maintaining sacraments and maintaining the basilica there. So we are in debt so much to so many beautiful Franciscans who today celebrate the feast day of Holy Father Francis. And I know God told Francis, go and repair my church, which, as you can see, is in ruins. Yes. 
And, Father, your thoughts regarding a similar comparison regarding the family today, the crisis going on in families today, and the need of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, as requested by Jesus in every home. Yeah, and you know, so many of us uh, identify with that misunderstanding that St. Francis had. He was like, rebuild my church, rebuild my church. And so he went and rebuilt the chapel, the Porciuncola, St. Mary of the Angels, only to realize the Lord was asking him to rebuild the spiritual church. And it's so, it's so true. You know, when we look at the domestic church that is the family, the home, the household, the domestic church, we all know it needs to be rebuilt. And here we are investing countless numbers of resources and trying to figure out, well, how do we fix our family? How do I fix me? The government how do can't I fix do life? it. No, 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 no. The only way we can fix the domestic church, the only way we can rebuild and restore the domestic church is by making Jesus Christ the foundation of every Christian household, of every domestic church. And he's not only supposed to be the foundation or the word upon which we stand, he's also supposed to have his heart at the center of where we dwell. And like we say often, you know, if you want to have a home in his heart for all eternity in heaven, if you want a place in the Lord's heart for all eternity in heaven, then right now bring his heart from heaven I into love your home. That, say, that You kind of coined that, Father. Sales, not management. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Now I think we enter into our break. But I'm sure Francis, like he always does, will work his way into the next segment good. as well. And so we close, and we invite you to join us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you these poor hearts of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs, your blessings in all that we do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. The Catholic Medical Association supports your right to know. The birth control pill has been available for over 50 years. When it was released to market in 1960, it was thought to be a miracle drug that would free women's lives and improve family life. Prior to the pill, there were five sexually transmitted diseases. Today, there are more than 50. Nearly 20 million new cases of STDs are reported in the United States every year, of which half infect 15 to 24-year-olds. To find out more, visit cathmed.org. We're all familiar with the gospel where Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet while her sister Martha does the cooking and cleaning. When Martha complains, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and worried about many things. There's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better portion. That gospel always bothered me. Like if Martha weren't cooking and cleaning, no one would have eaten. But if you think about it, Jesus didn't say, Martha, Martha, stop cooking. He said, stop being anxious about many things. It's okay to work hard, but Jesus is telling us, don't be busy, be occupied. If there's a hundred things in your plate, make sure only one thing is on your heart. And what's that one thing? Love. Receive each task as a gift from God. Offer it back to Him and do it all with love in imitation of Jesus. I know, easier said than done. Lord, help us to be like Mary when we have to work like Martha. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. 
my family left the church because of a, a, a very negative experience with a specific priest. And that took my whole family away from going to church for a long period of time. There were other Catholic churches and there were great Catholic churches and great priests, but we stopped because of that one specific instance. And in a way, I was, I was cheated out a big part of my journey and my life uh, because we weren't in the church. In life, it seems like we're always enslaved to something. And I think that's, that's basically where our, what our culture is all about right now is we are, we are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. My involvement in the church, my relationship with God is who I am. It, it's what gives me my identity. Thank God I'm home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of October, a month dedicated to the Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning. As St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, coming to you live from studios here on Henderson Road. As we enter into this next segment of the Sacred Heart Hour, we begin by highlighting the Holy Father's prayer intention for the month of the Holy Rosary, the month of October. Pope Francis commends to our prayers the intention that a missionary spring will arise in the Church and that the breath of the Holy Spirit will engender a new missionary spring in the Church throughout the world. Keeping the intention of our Holy Father in our prayers, we begin this segment by turning to the beautiful example of holiness lived out before us by St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, whose feast day falls in this month. And so we take the prayer for this segment from the feast day Mass offered for her in veneration of her. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pour out on us, we pray, O Lord, the Spirit with which you so remarkably endowed St. Margaret Mary, so that we may come to know that love of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, and be utterly filled with your fullness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You know, Chuck and Joanne, a lot of times people look for something that they can carry, Mm -hmm. something easy to carry that can give them meditations or um, even just simple prayers. And one of the more beautiful, one of the more practical aids we have out there is the Magnificat. Oh, absolutely. So if you find yourself listening to this program and that's something that you're interested in, we invite you to look up Magnificat. It's just a a simple book. It's for the month. And uh, beautiful meditations, beautiful artwork, prayers from the Mass, prayers of the Mass in there, so you can actually follow along with the Mass. Such a beautiful gift that we have uh, in the English-speaking world. you know, sometimes if we have a doctor's appointment or you're waiting, what I do is I save the back for a little treat because that's where they really uh, comment and explain more about the artwork on the front. Mm. Yeah. And so instead of picking up a People magazine or... Who knows you know, how many people a, touch that thing. Exactly. Ugh. Oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard magazine sales across the central oh, Ohio I'm so interested in the royal family. That's how they always sort of try to hook me. And, I look at them, but I don't touch them. I love those babies. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Chuck's looking at both of us like, I need two new partners for this radio show. We're here for this Lord. But I get my Magnificat cut out because I've saved that and for a special time and, and I'm enjoying it. And who knows, 
It might be even be evangelizing someone, seeing a you know yeah. beautiful picture on the cover. Father, before we uh, have you talk a little bit about the feast of Saint Margaret Mary coming up October sixteenth, and what Jesus said to her, and what these promises are all about. Yeah. I want to remind everybody that the Sacred Heart Congress is coming up November 16th this year again at St. Michael Church. It will be our second year there, and uh, it's only from 7.30 to 12. Mm. It's a wonderful morning. It's a morning of a retreat. It's a morning of a conference. It's a morning of Mass. It's a morning of speakers. Talking about speakers this year, Father, we're really blessed to have the bishop. This is the first time We've had a bishop at the Congress sure, in, yeah. in eight years, and uh, and then to have Bill Messerly. Oh my! I this mean, is our we've best gone lineup top ever. notch. This we is, we have reached the sky when Bill comes. The cream de la cream yeah. of, of all four. Yeah. Truly, it's costing a lot of money, but we we made that arrangement. Not for those attending. No. <laughs> No, not for, for those them. attending, it's ten dollars and twenty dollars for the family. And please register so we on, know the numbers. On Saint Sacred Heart Columbus dot org, Go ahead and register. Ten dollars for an individual, twenty dollars for a family, but you can come and show up, and it's the same ten and, and, and twenty. And don't forget, Father Stash will be speaking. And we really have to highlight. Don't hold that em- against us. And <laughs> Emily Jaminette. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be a treat. So we're, we're As really the MC, excited. Right. And yep. it's got a great dynamite lineup. And again, people say, well, why do you choose November 16th? Is because the Buckeyes are not playing at home. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. We just we are difficult. in Columbus, Ohio. It's not difficult. I mean, what can you say? You're playing at nighttime. You're not going to miss the Buckeyes. Just come and be fed. Yes, it's true. And it's an invitation. But Father, tell us about St. Margaret Mary, her feast days coming up on the 16th, and the promises that our Lord gave to her that are those promises we ask families by them exposing and honoring sure. they'll receive. Well, one of the beautiful things we do on the Sacred Heart Hour is we highlight some of the different feast days that fall within the month mm-hmm. that we've just entered. So in this month of October, we are absolutely rich and blessed with so many different feast days. You know, on uh, the first, we celebrated the Feast of St. Therese of the Child Jesus, a beautiful, a beautiful Carmelite saint who really has universal acclaim. Today, Oh, here we go. Today, <laughs> Holy Father St. Francis of Assisi. You know, all the Franciscans give a shout out to their Holy Father founder. Uh, and then on the second, two days ago, the Feast of the Holy Guardian Angels, an opportunity for us to give thanks and praise for that truth that the Lord entrusts each one of us to the care and intercession of a holy angel. On the seventh, we celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. And then, of course, you know, on the 16th, jumping ahead a bit, and I know I'm skipping over a few of the saints, but this is one of those beautiful months where there's so many. On the 16th, we have St. Gerard Magella and St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Now, something particularly beautiful about St. Margaret Mary is she's known as one of the great apostles of the Sacred Heart. Of course, she didn't begin or initiate the devotion to the Sacred Heart. That goes all the way back to Scripture. That goes all the way back to the apostles. Uh, And we have many different saints between the apostolic times or the biblical era and St. Margaret Mary who wrote about and who spoke about 
and who shared the love that Christ has in his sacred heart, in his divine heart for humanity. But the thing that really, everything kind of gets ramped up. There's a lot more, uh, let's say, caffeine added to the drink you know, with St. Mm. Margaret Mary. 1673 to 1675, she entered the Visitation Monastery. And in those two years, in those two years, the Lord appeared to her in prayer. And in those two years, he had conversations with St. Margaret Mary. And the conversations all pretty much revolved around this one point, his burning love for humanity, his incredible desire for union with humanity, and uh, the coldness of the human heart, the coldness of the human mind towards the reality of God's holy love, this love that burns uh, with affection for us. And we highlight, uh, you know, also the need uh, to open our minds and our hearts to the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus Christ. And in those two years of apparitions in her visitation monastery in Père Le Monial, France, uh, you have all these conversations and they're kind of distilled into what we call the 12 promises. And the 12 promises are some of the, the bedrock, the foundation of what we do here at the Sacred Heart Hour. You know, the first promise, I will give them all the graces necessary in their state of life. Jesus said that to St. Margaret Mary. For those who bring his heart into their homes, into their life, bringing the heart of Christ, the heart of God, into their lives, into their homes, he said, I will give them all the graces necessary in their state of life. The second promise, I will give peace to their families. We've always said this. None of us have met that person who has too much peace. Mm. We live in a world that's very challenging, We all need more peace. The presence of God brings peace. The heart of Jesus brings that peace. The third promise Jesus made to humanity as he's speaking to St. Margaret Mary, I will console them in all their troubles. What does that mean? Well, we're never alone. The Lord is going to remain with us. The Lord is always availing himself to us. We just have to open the door to our heart so that he can come in. What you've said, and people have said this, who have had their home and throne, well, gee, I have, you know, that... I thought maybe everything was going to be great the next day. And I have sometimes, as you say, the Lord needs to rearrange the furniture. furniture, (laughs) And it seems like it gets worse, but it really doesn't. He's trying to really knock down the barriers to peace. And And expose light to the darkness. Yes, expose light. And it's a process. It's, you know, you have to be patient and stay the course. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I think a lot of us are so used to, you know, if we have an infirmity or an ailment or a pain, we take a pill and it goes away. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is sometimes it does and sometimes it just covers, covers it up. When we ask the Lord to enter into our homes and our lives, he's not just going to deny or cover it up. He's going yeah. to expose it, fix it, and heal it. Yeah. And that's much more involved and it's also much more loving. Uh, the Lord also made a fourth promise. They, humanity shall find in my heart an assured refuge during life and especially at the hour of death. The fifth promise, I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings. If we want success in this life, the greatest degree of success is our sanctity, becoming holy. So we want the Lord to work with us. We want our our will to be totally surrendered to and planted within the will of God. The sixth promise, sinners shall find in my heart the source, and infinite ocean of mercy. Now, there's something beautiful about the sixth promise. It prepares us for another manifestation and revelation and clarity of the Sacred Heart message, which occurred with St. Faustina, whose feast day is also celebrated this month on the 5th. And it's that 
enter into the ocean of mercy. You know, there's no sinner whose sins are so great that they can't be forgiven if they but just open the door to God's mercy and forgiveness. And there we're not in competition. No, it's the same Lord. <laughs> it's the same, same Lord. Lord. Same heart. Now. Yeah. If I'm his heart is where his mercy pours <laughs> forth, you know? And, yeah. Love and mercy. And, uh, and then we enter into the, this next set. Uh, the seventh promise, tepid souls shall become fervent. And the eighth promise, fervent souls shall rise quickly to great perfection. Again, the seventh promise, tepid souls shall become fervent. That means people are like, oh, I'm just kind of lukewarm. I'm not really sure where to go and what to do. I know I need to do something, but I'm not sure what I have to do. There's that tepid reality. You know, there's a stillness there. You know you're supposed to uh, get it boiling a bit, get it moving a bit. And Father, you've shared in the past, and maybe it's good to kind of emphasize this again. If you're in a household where maybe you're tepid, maybe your spouse is tepid, maybe your children are totally, you know, not there, and maybe there isn't an openness right now to having a formal enthronement. I know you've said in the past, bring a picture in to yeah. the home. Make the Lord's sacred heart the center of the you home. You know, you yeah. do it. Exactly. And and just start yep. praying to him for that grace. And and uh, I just love that because it's so helpful. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. And remember, none of us are aiming for perfection. We're aiming for sanctity, which is really two totally different tracks here. You know, we're aiming for sanctity, union with the Lord. He wants to be in our Bethlehem. He wants to be in our cave. Yeah, I love that. You know, he Make wants your to be home another. You know, yeah. And he wants to be in Bethany. He wants yeah. to be, at, be able to be at peace and at rest in our homes. Um, the ninth promise, which is huge for Sacred Heart Columbus, I will bless the homes, the dwellings in which the image of my Sacred Heart shall be exposed and honored. Okay, right there, capstone. That says it all. The Lord <laughs> said, I will bless the dwellings where my heart is exposed and honored. Why that's would we not asking. want that? I mean, that, those are his our, words, not yeah. mine, not ours, not none of ours. You know, those are his words. He wants to bless the place where his heart is exposed, where he is welcomed. He will bless. And maybe this is a good time to also talk about businesses and schools. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But, it, but I think we're concentrating on the real crisis right now. And the crisis is in the family. And our Lord has come with these promises for families. I will give peace Household. in their families. I will give peace in their homes. And I think what you've talked about, Father, is the first step. You know, everything has steps. One step, two step. Yep. First step is preparing for our Lord to come in, bring his heart into your home and enthrone him. And that's exposing Jesus. But also, Father, it's not once and done, right? When he says honored. Totally. Yep. It's an ongoing process of love. You know, uh, when a couple gets married at their wedding, you know, there's an exchange of love, but it doesn't stop there. You know, it's not supposed to be the last time they say, I love you or I do. That's just the the beginning, really. It's supposed to happen Mm -hmm. every day, every moment for the rest of their lives spent with one another. It's the same when we welcome the heart of Jesus into our home. It's not just we enthrone you, we love you, stay here, stay warm and well-fed. Hopefully, see you at the next life. Mm-hmm. No, there's supposed mm-hmm. to be this ongoing day by day, minute by minute exchange of love with the Lord, asking, beseeching his blessings and also his protection, his mercy and his forgiveness. Totally. The 10th promise I will give to priests the power to touch the most hardened of hearts. 
And this is a shout out to all of my brother priests. You know, when we when we're preparing our homilies, when we're begging for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, so as to preach that Sunday homily, or even that daily mass homily, or to offer words of reflection at a baptism or a marriage. You know, it's a shout out. Commend yourself to the mercy of God, the sacred heart of Jesus. Allow him to reign within your soul as a priest so that he can reach others through Now, you. Father, since you have really connected with the sacred heart devotion, have you noticed that in your priesthood? Have you noticed a, a help to reach the most hardened hearts? Do you, do you That's a beautiful question. That? To be honest with you, I... I give any public speaking over to the Lord because he knows how much I hate public speaking. <laughs> and you do it so well. Well, and I think that's the other side of the coin. He drops like a veil or mm-hmm. a blinder so that I don't see the success mm-hmm. because we all know the pain that the church mm-hmm. experiences when priests get big heads. Yeah. And they become these personalities yeah. who then think that they're operating without management. Yeah, the Lord the, is management, and the we all enemy suffer. Just, wow. Ooh, Lord save us! No, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So I just the Lord drops a blinder, and He's like, mm-hmm. "Just let me do the work. Let me mm-hmm. get the glory. Let me yeah. do everything." It's like, "Amen, Hallelujah." Your management, go for it. <laughs> you know? But in the at the final judgment, the priest will see how the Lord worked through him. Mm-hmm. But all the priest has to be focused on is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The beautiful words of Father Mike Scanlon, of course, to Father Dave Pavanka mm-hmm. when he was so nervous about preaching in front of all these big name priests. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> again. You know? And Father Mike was just like, just preach Jesus. Yeah. Stay focused on Jesus and you'll never be led astray as a priest. Yeah. Just stay focused on Jesus. And uh, the 11th promise, those who propagate this devotion shall have their name written in my heart and it shall never be effaced. The 12th promise, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months, the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hours. Now, I just want to draw some attention to this 12th promise. First of all, uh, at the time that the Lord spoke these words to St. Margaret Mary, people were not receiving our Lord. They were going to Mass, they were confessing their sins, but there was like this fear of receiving Holy Communion. It was this uh, thing, I was like, I'm not worthy enough, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm too much of a sinner. It's like, did you go to confession? I did. I confess my sins. I've been forgiven. Mm -hmm. I did my penance. Well, why not receive our Lord? I'm just, I can't. I, you know, mm-hmm. He's way up there and I'm way mm-hmm. down here. So the Lord challenges humanity, receive me on the first Friday of nine consecutive months. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that time was so different from ours because today everyone goes to communion. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, maybe they shouldn't. There should mm-hmm. be confession. People need to go to confession. Mm-hmm. They need to be in a state of grace before they receive Holy Communion. But at the same time, as a priest, I offer Mass on the first Friday of the month. I offer Mass on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of every week of every month. And it's like, why are the churches empty? Daily Mass mm-hmm. is such an incredible gift. Mm-hmm. Why are we only eating the sustenance God gives to us on Sunday and Sunday? Why are we starving our souls Monday through Saturday? Daily Mass is an incredible gift. So to our own age, First Friday is a powerful gift. Use it as an opportunity once a month outside of my Sunday routine and obligation to love the Lord. I'm going to go to Mass on that First Friday. But when I receive Jesus and Holy Communion, I'm going to offer those graces up in reparation for the sins committed against the Lord. People say, well, what kind of sins are committed against the Lord? Well, here locally, we had a Catholic church. Someone got into the Catholic church, mm-hmm. ransacked the tabernacle, and dumped host all over the floor. Wow. That's the blessed sacrament, people. That's Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Our Lord was desecrated. You know, there was a sacrilege that took place. Mm-hmm. Do we pray for that person? Absolutely. But there needs to be reparation made to the Lord because yeah. a creature 
has offended the Creator. Acts of reparation. There are sins being committed against Jesus day in and day out. His holy name is being taken in vain. Come on, there's thousands of words in the English language to use. We don't need to use the holy name. First Friday is a beautiful opportunity for us to make an act of reparation. So we've got these 12 promises, you know, highlighting the significance of the apparition our Lord uh, gave to St. Margaret Mary at that visitation monastery in Père Lamonial. She really is the apostle of the Sacred Heart. And if anyone who draws close mm. to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, she's that figure. She doesn't command a lot of attention. She doesn't distract us from the Lord. But at the same time, it's a beautiful opportunity to acknowledge this beautiful, humble soul, you know, gave to humanity so much because she merely shared what was given to her, Jesus himself. You know, Father... Wow. He's a full father. Thank you. I was uh, thinking as you were saying this, what is the barrier that would prevent someone that would want to, and that is preventing them from enthroning their home, mm-hmm. honoring Jesus, saying the rosary? Yeah, totally. And I, I think as he was... These were given back in 1673. Yep. They haven't changed. And I was thinking of the word trust. Yeah. Our Lord is trustful. Yep. These are his words. He is saying, trust me. Yep. Enthrone your home. And I know, Father, you've mentioned this before. It's like putting the lamb's blood over the lintel of your home. How many people today? Yeah would say, if the Lord said that, I'm going to go out and kill the lamb, right. I'm going to get the blood, and I'm going to put it over my lintel. Yeah. We're challenging everybody out there, just trust the Lord yeah. and just do it. And remember his words to St. Faustina, Jesus, I trust in you. I love You know, that. a lot of people are like, oh, I can't do the blood thing because my subdivision you know, cohorts would be upset with me. <laughs> it's like, but the Sacred Heart doesn't want to be on your front door. He wants to be at the center of your home, where you live. You, and the other thing is, look at the saints not as these figures who are high above and imposing and hard to relate to, but as your brothers and sisters who want you to be with them forever in heaven. And you know, I mean, we have a couple more saints. We have St. Luke, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, St. John Paul II. Now, a special note about John Paul II. First of all, he's my hero. That's wonderful. Second of all, uh, unfortunately, going back to something very real, you know, I went to get dressed this morning and as a priest, I wear black and all my black socks were dirty. That's horrible. You know, and as so an act you of, wore red for the Holy no, Spirit. No, I wore my JP2 socks that you <laughs> oh, gave to me. Oh, <laughs> so, oh. I don't know if these are supposed to be collectorized now, items, but I did wear them. My heart. <laughs> so, that you know, my heart. wearing my JP2 socks um, <laughs> and always pulling my pants legs down. So people are like, why is that priest not wearing black socks? You know? <laughs> but then you kind of. Wow, I'll show I you. refuse there to wear white athletic socks with my black <laughs> clerical pants. But then, some people way. have their Franciscan socks on, <laughs> and you went right to October twenty second. No, JP two is my hero. Oh, my hero, totally. He is. We, I, I oh. do want to put a uh, plug out to the Catholic Men's Luncheon Club today, Father. Oh uh, yeah, because the guest speaker is the bishop, and what a wonderful way to welcome the bishop for the men uh, to attend mass. First Friday, 1145 at St. Patrick's. Patrick's. Yep. Go to Mass, and then you'll be able to be fed not only through the And you don't need bishop, a reservation, right, Chuck? You don't need no. a reservation. Just show up. If you can get there a little bit early, please oh, do, because the parking. Uh, the driving pattern around mm-hmm. the church has been changed a bit because of construction. But and parking please go. is limited, yeah, too. Please don't go. let that prevent you. Just right? go. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Make your presence there and hear the words of wisdom that our, our good bishop will 
be able and to And before I cut my wife off, Father, uh, <laughs> when she was saying, we can also, we can also, and you can enthrone your businesses, your schools, yes. your organizations, and it's your true. parishes. Wherever a Christian is, the right. heart of Jesus and should be found. And it makes a huge difference. Yes, it does. And, uh, and so peace forth. has been restored. And, and peace wow. has been restored. Beginning here at St. Gabriel Catholic but, Radio Studios. <laughs> but the domest- starts with the domestic church and then goes into the businesses and schools and so forth. And we have great announcements coming up uh, regarding some school projects and other things. Thank you, Chuck. But uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Forgive me for that, uh, cutting you off. And then also, we want to remind you, November 16th, Sacred Heart Congress, St. Michael Church in Worthington, register on sacredheartcolumbus.org. Just come. Absolutely. You know, I, oh, I, I, I say to families great. today, we're not asking you every week to do this, but once a year, if you've enthroned or if you're thinking about enthronement or if you know nothing about it, but you just want to have a day of a retreat and a conference all combined, just come November 16th, register $10 for an individual, $20 for a family. I think it's important to remind our listeners that this is all unfiltered. <laughs> this is totally real. Yeah. And we apologize for the laughter you hear in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so. Not at all, Father. It's part of the joy of the sacred heart. Actually, it's one of the things it's, that it's we hear real. from our, the people who participate in the hour is the uh, the very real dimension to the three of us being here <laughs> yes, on it's it. it's real. <laughs> Well, yeah. There, there is oh. a script. Now, I know, Father, we've deviated a little bit, but there is a script. There. Outline. <laughs> Stay on track. And you help us with that, Chuck. You are. No. The playground monitor. What, what you know? Yeah. yeah. Father, you are a gift, and we thank you for your answering that call to priesthood, being a, a holy, faithful priest, and just being able to... Help families today. This is a big tool for families. As we bring to a close this hour at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, the Sacred Heart Hour dedicated to our Lord on the first Friday of the month of October, we thank you for joining us. We ask for your prayers for St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, your prayers for Sacred Heart Columbus. And as we commend ourselves to the mercy of God through the Sacred Heart of Jesus Enthronement Renewal Prayer, we invite you to join us and to please know of God's love for you. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our family to thy divine heart. Be thou our king forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May your Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials, and in all of our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR, New Boston, Portsmouth.